What up, everybody? This is Jay Celine. This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Giovanni. Hold up. It seems like, well, I checked in downstairs and it says that we were officially, I was officially gone for three weeks. Has it been that long? It does. It's been a long time, It, it, it feels like it's been a really long time. Well, it's I should have left back. you. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to see you guys. I can honestly say, like, every time we go these long spurts of not seeing each other, I really find myself missing y'all. You know, somebody said to me, because I've been, I've been around, I've been, I've been on the go. Mm -hmm. People are all in my comments every time I put up a picture and say, why you didn't invite Melissa and Gio? <laughs> <laughs> We're not attached to the hip people. We have our own lives. Mm -hmm. So uh, y'all said that at the same time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, there's been so much going on. I will tell you, though, like I really felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown the other day. Why? Mm. <laughs> because I've been working nonstop for two years. That's good. Like, yeah. I looked up and I was just like, you know, I had a moment. It was around my birthday. You know, I, I had a moment where I just said, just like, damn, like I have not taking time to take care of myself and to just be by myself. And I, I think it really came around the fight weekend and birthday because mm -hmm. more people that I haven't talked to in years, some mm -hmm. in decades, mm -hmm. all of a sudden miraculously surfaced. Uh, yeah, could be that they saw you on motherfucking Showtime yeah. right behind Floyd when he comes out after oh, having won the fight. For I the did. final press conference? Okay, no, but, uh, literally just got out of the ring and ends up in the room, and then there's Jason. Dang, bro. Well, first of all, first of all, can I tell you that I didn't even know that that had happened until it happened. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to that because I'm just chilling, mm -hmm. waiting for the champ. Yeah. And, uh... Everybody started hitting me up like, yo, bro, I saw you on Showtime. I'm like, okay, well, I clearly wasn't in the ring. Right. Uh, but yeah, so you saw it? Yeah. Oh, that I looked okay? It. Yes, yes, okay, cool. you did. You looked just fine. But no, it was everybody hitting me up for, hey, bro, you know, can't wait to link up with you. It's been decades. Oh. Uh, I'm going to be in Vegas during fight weekend. Had a, had a friend fly into Vegas. Hoping to hang no, out with you. To, and hung out with us. Oh, okay. And then just overwhelmed with just, hey, man, do you got to cook up on tickets? And celebrities, too. It was really, like, it was really annoying. So it got to the mm. point to where I felt like, okay, clearly, who's here to be really, who's really my friend, right? Mm. Boom. Then I get another person. I'm not going to say it's a celebrity. Mm. not going to say their name. <laughs> Calls me and says, another big celebrity, huge celebrity, mm -hmm. wants me to hook him up with somebody. Okay. And I'm like, no. Right. He either has to give me money. Yeah. Or he has to give me his phone number. <laughs> That's the only way that I'm going to do this. Right. They were really mad that I was really so serious. So you said you had power to get some tickets? No, no, no. Oh, got you. The celebrity uh -huh. had another mega celebrity uh -huh. that wanted a girl's phone number. Oh, mm -hmm. got you. And I said, unless they give me money mm. or, their number. or their phone number mm -hmm. in the relationship, yeah. I ain't giving it. Right. Who was the girl? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but they were really mad that I was really serious mm. because I said no free promo, no free connections, no free conversations, no free hanging out, no free nothing. No Don't free even. This out. is a no free zone anymore. Like yeah. I felt overwhelmed. And then on top of that, you know, I had some family shit. I went on my Facebook and did this big ass. I post. saw that. I, I saw that. What did you think about it? I thought you was having your moment of truth, man. It was deep for somebody to go in there and spread their their life like that and you said it's going to be your first and last time to address it and you got it off your chest and a lot of people re received it well so my family clearly knows i'm gay mm -hmm. i mean now i mean it's mm -hmm. out there the world knows mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. shut up um <laughs> but they i one of my cousins called me and just told me that somebody uh had went to my family member and talked about me and mm -hmm. that my family member actually entertained it now let me tell you my family's fucking crazy mm. they are killers gangsters hoes and drug dealers that's just the way they are <laughs> Oh Not in that God. order. So maybe in that order. So for me to find out that my uncle would allow and entertain somebody talking about me, mm -hmm. it bothered me. It doesn't yeah. really bother me when people talk about me, your but family. to let my to find out my family. No, let when somebody... it's you, when it's your family and friends and they entertain the bullshit. No, that's when it hurts. The regular people, are like who gives a fuck, you know? But why why does that feel person feel comfortable enough? to say these things to you because they know you're not going to shut them down. So That's me, not okay. Let me tell you a story. Okay. My, 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 my nephew's driving a car. My, my nephew's in prison for life right now. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. He's in He's driving a car. My, my cousin is sitting in the passenger seat. Mm -hmm. Their friends are sitting behind each of them. Mm -hmm. My cousin gets in an argument with the guy behind him mm -hmm. talking shit, whatever mm -hmm. the guy hits him in the back of the head. So my cousin, pulls, that's never smart to do. So my cousin pulls a gun out, yeah. turns around to shoot him. The boy takes the gun, turns it around, shoots my cousin, kills him in the car. <gasps> my nephew pulls over, gets out and runs because the guy has, you know, has a gun. Yeah. You know, my family was mad at my cousin, my nephew for not killing the boy. Now, this is real shit. 
I know this is a whole different Hollywood Unlocked and Censored, well, right? Yeah. That's not why my nephew went to prison. Okay. He went to prison because he got in a shootout, shootout and somebody got killed. Okay. Okay, but really my, but my sale that to say is my family is really about the shit. Yeah. My uncle's really about the shit. Yeah. When my brother got murdered, my dad gave him my brother's car, and I never really respected, like, I felt like they took advantage of him. And mm-hmm. you know how I am about my brother. Yeah. Like, I'm very protective. Yes. I love yes. him. And it's an emotional thing for me. So to find out that this uncle who... I feel took advantage of my brother and my with my dad mm. to allow somebody to talk about me like you just fucking shitted on me twice. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really in my feelings about it. And I was really on some, you know what? This is why I don't fuck with y'all shit. Mm-hmm. Then that came with the people wanting free tickets, wanting to come to birthday party, wanting to hang with Cardi B. I'm like, you know what? Mm. That's it. Yeah. So I literally just stopped fucking with people, stopped responding to calls, stopped. Mm-hmm. Just, I just have to, I said, remember when I called you, I said, mm. I have to take a fucking mental break. Yeah. Before I really lose it in Stockton comes the fuck out. Listen, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. I've been telling you this for a while that you needed to find a way to decompress because you're one phone, another phone and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Jason, you're going to fucking fall apart. Like right. it's not healthy, yeah. you know? So glad you're finally there. Once I went on my Facebook and I just said, you know, you guys are going to hell for fucking my brother over anyway. Y'all mm. bitches are sitting there letting people talk about me. So you ain't no family of mine. So then my family was like, oh, we still love you. And I'm like, nah, y'all not giving me a reason to come up. I could literally cut a motherfucker off. I said on my Facebook, I have mastered the art of no fucks and cutting people off. Mm-hmm. It just It's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Once, you serve, once you serve no purpose, there's no connection. It's cool to move on. And I just felt like. You know, I've never been the family type to say, oh, I love my family. No, un, un, what is it, unconditionally? Mm-hmm. No, nah, there's conditions, my nigga. You can't let people talk <laughs> shit about me. I agree with that. Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm, I'm conditional about that shit, too. Like, family or no family, I'm conditional. You don't have my back? Fuck you. Right. It's, just crazy. it's just crazy, though, because the family that I knew from back when I was in the streets, like, my cousin not shooting that boy, it caused a big problem in my family yeah. because they felt like if your family gets shot or something you need to like we, we kill everybody mm. that's just the mentality that my family has so i just kind of feel like okay well y'all let him talk about me and the person that talked about me which i thought was so interesting is so pathetic mm. you know and i'm just like i look at them and i know we grew up together and your life is shit and i'm doing my thing do you think that he talked about you to your uncle because he wanted it to get back to you no, I think he was just being a bitch and gossiping. This is your cousin? Oh. This is somebody who was talking to my uncle. Got you. Oh, got you. And then your uncle entertained it. Yeah. My uncle just, are you awake, my nigga? I am. <laughs> I am. No. I'm, just, I'm just, you know, reassuring the audience. <laughs> the okay. audience definitely caught the story. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, I just learned, like, I've learned so much about this whole thing called life and this 40 years old this turning 40 thing was just like you it does it does bring a certain level of awareness because mm-hmm. it makes you go back over the decades and say okay mm-hmm. my teen year my my young years you know I had it really rough uh, with my mom on drugs and group homes and foster homes and getting shot and whatever and then my brother dying and then the next phase was the hustle to really like get out of that hole mm-hmm. Um, and then from there it was just, you know, continuing to evolve, but it's just this evolution and continuing to grow. But the one thing that I know for sure, friends or family, if you're just not a loyal person, I can't fuck with you. Right. No, so that was my revelation. Yeah. Good, man. 40 brings clarity like a motherfucker, like yeah. about a lot health wise too. Yeah. So health wise. So listen, <laughs> I know you went, what had happened was, you know, you really have to stop the whole, this was the whole revelation in that world. world. It's not about if I have the trainer available. It's not about going vegan or doing the juice diet, or it's really about what type of lifestyle do you want to live? Do you want to live or do you want to die? You can either live or die. It's not about, do you have abs? Cause I have given up on abs. I don't know where they are. (laughs) Somebody said they still there. Don't doubt it. Cause you know, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I've said it before that once I find my abs, if I ever do, (laughs) I'm going to be the most nakedest. I Instagram nigga that you've ever seen. (laughs) It's possible, man. You see what happened to the honey boo boo's mom. She's skinny as shit now. Yeah. But she did a lot of nip tuck pool and screw and I can't do all that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you do the nip tuck when you want to clean it up. Oh, like the extra little yeah. skin that you, you couldn't it. get off. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I guess that was she. She had, didn't she have like gastric bypass or something like that? She had gastric. You're not big everything. enough for gastric. No, 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 no. And, and the thing about it is, that when I do work out, when I do lose weight, my body shrinks. Yeah. So I just had this whole revelation. It was more about, you know, 
seen everybody's talking about this show what the health i haven't seen it yet i won't watch it why yeah, me neither i won't watch I, it either because once you know then there's a responsibility <laughs> with knowing you know what i mean so i still want to eat motherfucking chicken yeah. i want to eat red meat I and i feel like if i watch that then I'm going to be disgusted to the point where you don't want to eat. Nothing. I can't eat ribs anymore, and Anything. I want to fucking eat ribs. So I'm not ready to watch that. Yeah, I'm good on that too. But I, a lot of people have watched, and they're like, Ugh. I, I know just, people that watch it still out there eating like shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I everybody that I see watch it. The first thing they say is, "I'm going vegan." Yeah. By the way, I have gone back vegan, <laughs> but not not for a not for an eternity, right? Uh-huh. I really want to feel really good, okay. and I felt like. I just was emotionally, you know, emotional stress creates problems physically too. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And I just, I found myself just emotionally drained and then physically it was starting to cause issues. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You should yeah. just get on my bulletproof coffee routine. No. I'm waiting. I would like to try that. It's really good. And I don't like coffee, but I would like to try that because you fucking post it every morning. Because well, it's really good. I like coffee mm-hmm. and it keeps, you know. I don't like jittery. I don't like feel jittery. I'm already. I don't feel jittery. I don't feel jittery. I feel I feel awesome, and I I am satiated for five hours. Satiated. Yes. Not, well, you, so you're like Lorianne. You feel zhuzhed. I feel zhuzhed. <laughs> Can I like, just tell you? I yeah. text Lorianne last night because I happened to be sitting on my couch and caught Dance Moms. Yeah. She's having a nervous breakdown on the show because the moms <laughs> are fucking nuts. Yeah. And so I text her. I just said, "Oh my god, I'm sitting here with popcorn." Not really, because I'm vegan. Yeah. I don't have vegan popcorn. I do got vegan popcorn. I'm uh, sure. But no, she was just like, it was a lot. But she's going to Burning Man with Puffy this weekend. So, oh, that's going to be interesting. Oh, Burning yeah. Man. I, I told her I want to like hang out. I want to meet up with her to figure out how to build this Puffy relationship. Yeah. I, did you guys watch Can't Stop I Won't Stop? I did watch Can't Stop Won't Stop. Did, did you? I, I did. What'd you think? I did. I. Gio, get your hand out your pants. I'm scratching my stomach, bro. Stop scratching right. anything. Um, I loved it, of course. You know, I mean, like, Puff's a perfectionist, so there's no way that he's going to put out trash. And it's just it's nostalgic in the way that you get to see the evolution of Little Kim, um, Little C's, Junior Mafia, the Filming music. Since he was, like, 18. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It, 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 was, it was awesome, and you also just get a, get a chance to see how Puffy has grown, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, um, over the years, because, I mean... Wow. I, I remember when he was like, you know, smashing people over the head with champagne bottles. <laughs> yeah. well, you still I have to watch Walk Into My Life and The Defiant Ones. They're all great documentaries. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But I did see the Can't Stop, Won't Stop. It was good to see the evolution of Little Kim and Faith Evans' relationship, too. Mm. I saw Faith Evans on a flight coming back from Essence, and she was trying to be low-key, so I just waved to her. But, you know, she knows she's my favorite artist, and I, I love her to death. But it was good to see just two grown women who had, like, a very public, you know, fight over this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, come back together. So it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I was glad Lorianne put us onto it. And but more importantly, like with Puffy, it just was so inspiring to see mm-hmm. how he started with an idea. You know, similar to Hollywood Unlock. I wish somebody gave me forty million dollars though, mm, yeah. because that kind of helps with a your lot. vision. That yeah, part. yeah, a lot. You know, but yeah. uh, what people don't realize is that with no money, it's fucking. It's not. It's not as easy. No, it's sure. not. You know. But yeah. I do believe if you keep going, you keep grinding, people will eventually see it. I mean, more people now than ever are showing interest, in, but I think it's just it's just a, a marathon that continues. Yeah, man, it helped. I'm telling you, telling you right now, been on this show, helped me last night. Me and my girl, we went to the Ed Experience and right there on Hollywood and Vine, and the line is just fucking ridiculously long. And I went up to the guard. I was like, yo, man, what's the wait? He was like, man, you got to be on the list. You know, I'm like, damn, you know. He was like, uh, you want to come in really though? I was like, yeah, man, my girl love Ed. I walked in. It was a whole nother process to get past that first process. Mm. And the guy who's over the whole thing says, Giovanni? I said, yeah. Hollywood Unlock? I said, yeah. He said, come on in. I said, yeah. <laughs> so it, it felt good. So yeah, everybody's starting to see it. Wait, it where were you? The It Experience. The It Experience? Yeah, it's the promotion the for the new it? movie It. Oh, fuck that. So they have oh, this, this they that. built this whole house that he lives in. It's fucking dope as fuck. Uh, scary, and it's scary clowns shit. can't do it. And oh. that's why, yeah, go see it. Go check it out. Nope, nope, nope. Won't so thank it. you, Hollywood Unlock. Listen, I will say more times than few, everywhere I go now, people are talking about the show and people are talking about Hollywood Unlock, which is good because shit, there's a lot of work that goes into this people see us just on here cooning sometimes and talking crazy <laughs> not spike lee in it cooning I, I feel like there's been so much going on in our lives in the last week or two or three mm-hmm. what's been going on with you melissa uh i got a new jeep oh she's so beautiful the jeep the jeep oh okay it's parked outside oh, i know i'm so parked beautiful. behind it oh 
I'm kind of mad because that's the kind of Jeep that I wanted. But now I got to <laughs> go. Smoky Mountain Edition. Now I got to go just a little step further. Well, yeah. shout out to the guys at um, Huntington Beach Jeep. Um, they're like the premier Jeep uh, dealership in, I want to say, at least Southern California, but possibly the state of mm. California because they have a performance center on site. So they literally soup up the Jeeps like already. So really? it came, it already that came with a, uh, yeah, nice. with a suspension kit. It came with 36 inch tires, some additional lights and stuff like that. Mm. So that's what, if you guys was looking at her Insta snap when they was counting them bags, that was for that nice little Jeep out there. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought you were selling drugs. <laughs> You know, no, Personally. no, 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 no. Okay, no, so no. how is like the Jeep? That. So you like the Jeep? I'm like, I'm in love with it. Do I'm, you just see? Because I'm the kind of person when I get a new car, I just want to drive everywhere. Go get your mail <laughs> anywhere. No, because driving a Jeep is like a little exhausting. It's Why? Because it's big. You and with your body. Huh? But you, you said you, drive with your body, literally. and you said you like it big. So I do like it big. I do like it big, but it's exhausting. <laughs> She got to run and jump up and get into the truck. I do. I have to pole vault into this shit because I'm so short. Is it a is it a manual or automatic? No, no, it's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic, but it's just like, it's just so big and it takes up a lot of room on the street and, <laughs> you know, so sometimes I'm just exhausted and I just don't feel like driving. I'll fucking call it. Well, Uber, you look good in it and it looks you. good on you. It's a I, great car. I, you know, everyone was like, why didn't you get a G-Wagon? I'm like, because I don't like G-Wagons and you can't, there's no convertible G-Wagon, at least not that I well, know the one of. Thing about My G- the thing about G-Wagons too is they're really heavy yeah like when you turn you feel like yeah. you're turning a tank i feel they're i feel they're very boxy and not all that comfortable so people are like why'd you get a jeep i'm like because i live in california this is mm-hmm. jeep country right. yeah. i plan on driving up the pch with the mm-hmm. fucking top down Palm this is deal. this is yeah. what i've wanted my whole life we're taking your truck your jeep is next year to live to in the Coachella. sunshine with a convertible jeep i've been this is this is i'm living but you my had dream. a nice jeep before this though yeah but it was old that's all right it so, was old. It so, was, so, yeah. so, okay. Did head come with the gift? <laughs> Wait, what? Me giving head? Yes. Fuck out of here. No, if I buy somebody Jeep, they suck <laughs> <in> my dick. <laughs> Doesn't work like that in my world. Really? Oh, nope. God. How is it that you don't feel the obligation to give a pussy if you get a present like that? Because, listen. Well, I'm not going to slap, like I said, I'm not going to slap a gift horse in the mouth, but I also didn't ask for it. Ooh, that part. I make I make it a point to really never ask for anything. So, I could drop like really very subtle suggestions like, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's so please, amazing. Please, please stop giving your <laughs> talents away. No, no. <laughs> okay, but so, I just, I, yeah. So you guys still haven't had sex? Huh? <laughs> you know niggas always go deaf, huh? Okay. So, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> wait, so y'all had sex, but you didn't have sex in any relation to the Jeep? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. To which part? Um, all of the above. <laughs> I don't believe that because you have some kind of glow. Yeah, glow. You had sex and I got a new watch. <laughs> nice. What is that? It's a Hublot. Oh, shit. It's a birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Come on, champ. It was a birthday gift. <laughs> Damn, how much that retail for you? I think? don't have even looked. You're going to look when one day you get That's bored. fierce. It's nice. It's a that nice is, watch. That is very fierce. Shit, I got an iPad mini. Okay, so besides That's the, hysterical. So besides the watch, what else have you been doing? I mean, the car, what else have you been doing? Uh, you know, just kind of. I'm where you are right now because you just turned 40 and I turned 40 what, in November. So I've just been doing like a lot of, you know, just, I don't know, analysis as to where I want to go for the next 40 years, what I want to do and whatever else. And just kind of like, I don't know, chilling, hanging mm. out, thinking, reading, writing. Really? Just writing. Being- being creative, yeah. So um, I heard you're going out overseas, though. Yeah, my girlfriend's getting married in uh, Florence, Italy, and oh, her wow. bachelorette party is in Paris. Damn, she got a budget. No, she doesn't. Then why the fuck Who's she paying for there? it? The funny thing is, she lives in Italy with her man. He's he's oh. with the military, oh, so she gotcha. can just get on a so train. So she's stationed exactly. So she's stationed, and they have Amex. People in Europe make their lives look so fucking amazing. Yeah, but they're balling on budgets. Yeah, for real, for real. You know. Yeah, so I'm gonna fly to Paris and you know participate in the bachelorette party, and then fly to Florence wedding, and then we're gonna fly to Amalfi. Oh man, that's what is a that? Nice Amalfi trip. Coast. So are you going to stop by and say, hey, I, come on. Oh, is it a going, mall or come on? Uh, a mall. Whatever. I'm going to try. Stop by a mall while I'm, you're there. I'm going <laughs> to fucking try. So that's, that's, uh, that that, is the that's plan. That's the gist of it? Okay. That's the gist of Giovanni, it. Giovanni, what have you done besides finally getting in a club? Excuse me? <laughs> you just said that you dropped the Hollywood Unlock thing or he recognized you. Oh, it wasn't you a club. Okay, okay whatever. I'm a man out here. 
Listen, so I just dropped my video to Rafe Mo, which is killing right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of big blogs have picked it up off the EP, so it's good. I'm doing that. It's been received very well. And uh, I just finished rapping this. I can't really say because the way the NDA is set up, but I just finished rapping lead opposite of one of the biggest rappers out right now for this Apple Music movie. Who's the biggest Apple? You can say the rapper. I can't. Chance? I, no, I just say he's the girlfriend. The girlfriend. The boyfriend? He's the boyfriend of one of our former guests. But he's really huge. And I'm the lead. And it's really big. Don't do it, Jason. Just let him have the moment. The, oh. Yeah, you Thank know. You, Quavo. Man. I mean, offset. Probably so. Okay. Whenever. And that's a, that's about it, man. Daughter's back in school. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Sa- 21 Savage. Because I, I forgot Amber was here, too. I mean, my, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But it comes out in October. Apple Music. So what else did you do? Uh, shit. Because when I, I go through what? my list, they're going to be like, oh. I was, supposed to, I was supposed to host the Flo- Floyd's charity game. Um, oh, yeah. I saw you on the flight. What yeah. Happened? But uh, my phone got broken. I lost my wallet. And I couldn't get on the plane. Damn. And I was pissed because that was going to be a nice little check from them. That wasn't nothing but the devil. I know, wow. but you know what? I was mad about it, but you know, my grandma said, baby, you never know. God was probably saving you from something. And I was like, yeah, grandma, whatever. I needed the money. But that's about it. And I just watched the fight in the trailer because I couldn't watch the fight we was filming. So I had to, um, you know, try to get the links. That is so unfortunate. <laughs> so we was... <laughs> Sorry. We was in the trailer looking up all the illegal links to fucking watch the fight. So I'm literally on set in, bet- in a take... Right, as they're changing cameras, looking at the damn iPad to watch the fight, which was a cool fight, good fight. It was amazing. I will say this. McGregor did a lot better than what I thought he was going to do. He did, did. Did you think that? Yeah, he did a lot better than what I thought he was going to do. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting. What What makes you say that? Uh, I mean, just comparing to all the sparring videos and all the fuckery and shit he was doing in the ring when he was sparring and getting ready for the fight, he actually didn't do bad. Like, he, he, he got knocked out on his feet, which is a good thing. I have a different perspective. What's your perspective? First of all, here's my fight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would just show the bitches. Oh, first of all, this is a hangover photo on here because I had partied the night before with these billionaires <laughs> and millionaires, and they had bought so much alcohol that let me Yo, tell you. look at this picture. I was out of control. <laughs> let me first start by explaining to you the party that night. So uh-huh. the whole team went. You should have had them sign it. Those of you that can't see, oh, it's not too late. Those of you who can't see, <laughs> those of you who can't see the camera person holding the camera on me right now, this motherfucker had so much liquor, got thrown in the back of an Uber, <laughs> sent home, lost his phone. The next day, called the Uber to get his phone. Had found out he threw up on the Uber driver and the car. Um, let's just say that Adam, uh, I'll put his Instagram out there. White boy point. wasted. He was no, he was white boy. Yeah, he was white boy wasted. So. Um, yeah, I ended up on stage at the club with Jeezy, <laughs> James Harden, uh, who else was it? Trey Songz, 50, no. Chance the Rapper, who else? Meek Mill. Anyway, I'm up there with them like I'm about to start rapping. <laughs> so the next day I get a text from a number, it says 50, mm-hmm. and it's a 50 cent because apparently I gave him my phone number. Nice. But the thing about the party is the party was amazing at our table, Jonathan, John Buscemi, Buscemi, the shoe designer was there. I mean, just some other people with him. What was this, Dre's? This is at Dre's, yeah. Uh-huh. But we got really, 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 really Fuck, lit. I wish I was To there. the point to where, like, I was in bed most of the next day. Had to go get my credential. Showed up to get my credential. I had put somebody else's name on the credential the day before. So he was on my credential. He's a white, bald man named Connor who works with us. <laughs> so they looking at me like, uh, is this you? And I'm like, they made a mistake. That's my guy that does the cameras. <laughs> so I got my credential. Uh, TMZ, everybody was there trying to get in. They couldn't get in. Everybody had, they, they had to go to a tent. Mm-hmm. I actually had a seat. But the funny thing is that when I get to the thing, so when I get there, I swipe my badge. Now, you can either go right or go left. If you mm-hmm. go right, that means you can go to the dressing rooms. Mm-hmm. You can go basically anywhere. It's an mm-hmm. all-access pass because on the back of this is the green all-access uh-huh. pass. Uh-huh. Once I found I had all access, I was walking through that motherfucker <laughs> like I owned that shit. <laughs> hey, Tyler Perry. Hey, LeBron. I was in there acting a damn fool. Uh-huh. But everybody was there, and I was I had a good time. I took pictures with Tyler and Nick Cannon. Tyler? Tyler Perry, yeah, and mm-hmm. Nick Cannon and everybody. But um, there was a lot of star power up in there. J-Lo was there, ran into Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx. Mm-hmm. Um, they all better have front row, caught me uh, ringside seats, I hope. You know what? There was so much going on that I wasn't seat checking because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where my seat was. So my seat was literally one level up in the front row. Mm-hmm. So it was like right over everybody. Yeah, like a $50,000 seat. I didn't pay you up here. Well, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. The retail price. Hollywood Unlocked. Shout out to Hollywood Unlocked. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly Swanson. She actually hooked me up. But So I'm right there in the front. And I didn't know the etiquette for media because I'm just a nigga from Stockton with a yeah. microphone, right? Yeah. So 
during the fight, the fight's going on. I'm like, yeah, champ, beat that motherfucker. Said, Fuck that motherfucker. And the, the lady behind me, no, I had no drinks. Okay. I was just, you know, you rooting for your friend. So the lady behind me, she grabs me on the shoulder. She says, excuse me, sir, you need to sit down. You're not having proper media etiquette. I'm like, bitch, whatever. Beat his motherfucking ass, <laughs> yeah. So I'm standing up, right? So then later on, it dawns on me, on her badge, it says she's the, with the promoter. Uh-huh. Well, the promoter is Floyd. Mm-hmm. That's my friend. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. If my fr- you work for, I said, who do you work for? She said, I work for UFC. I said, oh, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so right after that, I turn back and Floyd hits Connor and they call the fight. And I'm like, yeah, fuck all you. I'm a fuck. And I'm acting crazy now that I think about it. So I go in the back and I see Floyd's publicist. I'm like, yeah, they out there trying to control a nigga, trying to hold a nigga down. She was like. You need to start acting legit. Like, media does not behave that way. You have to. Re- I said, well, shit, next time I need a different scene. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, but anyway, back to your point about the fight. You know, Floyd, if you watch over his fights, he actually takes to the third or fourth round to figure out his yeah. opponent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, first three, four rounds, yeah, Connor did a couple hits on the head. And, you know, he thought he was a WWE wrestler. But in the end, if you really pay attention, Floyd was smiling the whole way through. He knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He dissected that boy's strategy, and then he beat his ass. Yeah. I just wanted him to lay him out. I did too, I did. And if the if the if the ref had kept it going for at least another minute or round, he was going down. Yeah, but I think the problem was is Connor wasn't swinging. He was tired. <laughs> I know, but you know, listen. The whole you have to realize for the fans who didn't watch all everything and it's not intimately involved in the process, they went on a world tour, four city, mm-hmm. three country tour, where Connor was calling him a monkey, mm-hmm. referring to his Boy. baby moms as a whore. People called him a boy, was disrespecting him, said he owned boxing. He was going to beat, knock him out in round three or four. four inside four rounds. Listen, he did so much shit talking that they should have let him lay him the fuck out. Mm. Oh, that's I was true. a little disappointed because I felt like it, it wasn't a matter of capabilities because Floyd definitely could have done it. But they just stopped the, They just stopped it. And that boy was looking like he was doing the Harlem Shake. And then ironically, after that, media takeout, you know, I open up my media takeout paper because I read all the papers, right? I open up media takeout and Miss Jackson has a lot to say. She mm. basically said that Floyd, that they, that Connor threw the fight, that it was fixed. And so Yahoo and everybody picked it up. You know, the thing about these people that don't like us talking about them and don't like Floyd talking about them, you can't do the same shit you don't want done to you. Right. If you talk shit, you put it out there and you open yourself up to being criticized. So here I go. I could understand if I was with somebody who made a billion dollars, who is living at the top of the world, mm-hmm. who can do anything, can literally sit in his bedroom mm-hmm. in flip flops and a Versace wrote it and hand out Hublot watches to whoever's in the room, mm-hmm. who makes $350 million in one 36 minute job and then can leave with sound mind, great kids, amazing, ha- brand new Bugatti that's just all red, looks like candy apple red, his motherfucker's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. But living a life that you now don't get to live because you're stuck in the BET realm of the world mm-hmm. and, you know, your man ain't really doing that for you like your other man used to, I can understand you being bitter. But unless you can afford tickets to the fight to see them throw the fight, because mm. they weren't there. I can mm. tell you, Nelly and, uh, uh, not Ashanti, but what's the girl's name? Miss Jackson. Shout out to Ashanti. <laughs> Nelly and Miss Jackson weren't there. And so to see her go and say that he threw the fight, you you know people are going to pick that up. You know people are going to talk about it. So here yeah. we are. Yeah. That's big, man. They, power even didn't air because of the fight. That fight was watched everywhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to everybody who was at the fight. I had a great time. I do um, want to ask you this. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. How was Floyd pre-fight? What was his mind like? Was he just chilling to himself? Was he like, because I don't like, how was his mindset? Was he like laughing like he normally does? Like chilling, playing around? Or was he just focused? No, he was actually more relaxed this training camp than the Pacquiao. Pacquiao, he was, it was really intense. Everybody yeah. was on edge. You know, there was a lot of pressure. He His workout was a lot different. He definitely worked out a lot. He was at the gym every day, two, three, four, five in the morning. Um, I interviewed him a couple days before at his house and you'll see like there's a lot of people at the house. Typically, there's not a lot of people around like that, but the phones were ringing and people were coming in. It was crazy, but um, he was normal in the the locker room. He was in the locker room. We we weren't out at the clubs and all that. You know, he didn't go out to the clubs, but he was definitely like he was definitely just normal. I will say that that post fight girl collection party. I was on my Instagram like 
fuck, I was supposed to be there. Yeah, and I was, that shit was lit. Shout out to Philip Pine who actually made those outfits that everybody was wearing. With the, the bartender mm. girls and stuff. Yeah, so I'm gambling at the at the Aria because this guy who we went to the club mm-hmm. with, millionaires, they mm-hmm. got money. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Here, you can gamble." He gave me 500 chips. I won six grand. Nice <laughs> in blackjack. Nice. So I go cash out. We go to the after party, whatever. But um, while I'm there. They're, they're, they're like, I think Floyd is in Aria. I'm like, Floyd's not in Aria. There's no way he's in Aria. They're like, well, there's a sea of people outside of Philip Pine's store. People. Yeah. So I go over there and I'm like, I'm with Floyd Mayweather. I just show him a video or whatever. They let me and we go in. So yeah, Philip Pine was there. They gave him the outfit and um, I didn't get one. The jacket? It was a whole outfit. That $150,000 jacket? No, it was like a jacket. It was, it was I don't know if it was $150,000 because everybody got one that's on the training, part of the training. Oh, uh-huh. gotcha. Maybe they one. didn't have your size. I don't know. You're talking they, about they the black one with sizes. the gold and all that on it? Yeah. Yeah, those were fresh. Well, they made them. They cut them in European sizes. Wow. So you can't be buying, you can't be making <laughs> shit for, for niggas <laughs> cutting it for the, like the white boys over right. in Holland. Right. So mm. it didn't fit a lot of people, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't, uh, I was, I guess I wasn't on the list, but it was all good. I had a great time. I was at the after party girl collection. Mm. It was insane. I know. Damn. It's all good. Next time. Yeah, absolutely. There is. Congratulations, Floyd Mayweather, 50 and 0, man. There's going to be no next time. What the fuck is he going to fight mean, for? Next he's, time, he's got a perfect record. Next time I'm in Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's all you can hope for. But yeah. I, I did have my birthday party, which you didn't come to. I was really upset. Which one? Last, the other night. I Neither d- one of you came. I you was there. You. you were not there. <laughs> I was there in spirit. There. Where were you at? Did Rivette, did, did Rivette tell you she saw me? No. Rivette came Fucking and got Rivette. me. Yep. What happened? Well... I just, I don't want to talk about it. What happened? You know, Melissa be over shit quick. Listen, we can't, what happened? Because you were my friend. You're supposed to be at my party. Where were you at? What happened? I was there. I showed up. And they too. were just, they were just giving me too many problems. Oh, fuck that. And I was just like, you know, I don't do that. Yeah. I'm, I don't do that. I can't, I came to celebrate the birthday. It Your just, friends got in there? Huh? Your friends got in there? Who? What's the girl's name that's hanging out with Claudia now? Miriam? Yep. She was Who do you banana. think she was with? Who was she with? Me. Then why you didn't come in? I was with her. <laughs> She was right behind me, and we walked out together. I in was like, the, fuck this shit. Oh, you were in the party? I was inside of so Ace of Diamonds. So why you didn't come to my damn table? I'm just telling you, they were giving me, there was just, there was too many fucking, there was too much conversation for no fucking reason. I'm like, this is Ace of Diamonds. It's his birthday party. I was invited. I don't know what else we're talking about And you fucking Melissa fine-ass forward. No, because the owner was looking for you, but Nene Leakes and Tamar Braxton couldn't get in. Um, so I heard it was crazy. I was like, I I didn't know what was That's going why on. So I didn't I'm not sure what time to, what time they get there because it was right around the time you did, yeah. like right before. It wasn't that crazy outside. Look, L.A. clubs are just another beast altogether. Okay, mm. like it's just it's just it's the Especially reason why it's the reason why I don't really go out all that much. But that's the reason why I didn't go because why? you know it's your birthday. Like I you know I me mean, I, I consider myself a very known guy to get in places, but L.D. special that night. I knew it was going to be on some shit. And I didn't want you to have to come out or have somebody no, Rivette send me. No, Rivette was handling it. We got everybody in. I mean, it was lit. For those of the, for those who did come out, thank you. It was amazing. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Cardi B, you know, my birthday was on the 16th. And I, I waited until she was available because I wanted to celebrate with her. So, look, where's this damn thing at? There you go. I wake up in bed the next day and this <laughs> motherfucker is laying next to me. I'm like, what <laughs> So technically, technically, I've slept with Cardi B. Hilarious. So no, Cardi was there. She looked amazing. Um, got up on stage. She sang, you know, Bodak Yellow, whatever. And I mm-hmm. said to her, you know, how is it? Like, you, she just came off the VMAs. Yeah. You see Demi Lovato and Bruno Mars are talking yeah. about it. I'm like, how does this feel? She was like, I ain't gonna lie. This shit is crazy. She yeah. said, I'm just trying to stay focused. And she said, it's, it's a lot right now. And I told her, you know, just stay humble because, right. you know, pe- a lot of people are, ch- you know, rooting you on. Right. Yeah. We but had her cool. right at the... Precipice. Yeah, the precipice <laughs> of her blow up Her right, blow up. Okay. Her blow up I, d- I gave him a word and then he made one up. Okay, yeah. fuck it. I give up. <laughs> no, I fucking give up. That's crazy. Yes. I, was, I mean. So somebody last night was like, yeah, you got to get her on your show. I said, already been, been there, yeah. done there. But we can get, get her back now because yeah. it seemed like she's, she put you on her Instagram. Yeah. Said this whore. She called a heart. freaking whore. <laughs> you know? I was wondering where all these DMs and messages were <laughs> coming from. You whore. She's a freaking whore. <laughs> At least she knows me very well. And she put the heart. Plus, she, she also performed um, uh, in Vegas. Uh, what was it? The she, she did. I met the her. Ba- I met her backstage at right? the weigh-in. Yeah. She had just flown, flew in, literally performed and flew out mm-hmm. to go to Dallas, then flew back for the fight, then mm-hmm. went to the VMA. Like, she's working. Yeah. The girl's getting her so fucking money. Her, man. And so, she, yeah, she, she performed in a few songs, and um, yeah, it was really good. Her glow-up has been 
so amazing to watch. It really has. Like, if you're not genuinely happy for that girl, I'm so happy. you're kind of a dick. I'm so happy. Seriously. Like, there's no fucking reason why. You don't even have to like her music. It's just, just appreciate how hard the girl has worked and how she's stayed True to who she is. She has not changed. She still mm-hmm. will get on Instagram, do her little videos, no makeup, like a fucking, like, you know, bonnet or, well, bonnet the, or the scarf, skull cap. Scarf is definitely a Louis Vuitton scarf now, though. <laughs> no, the other day she was switching out weave, wigs or something like that, and she had, like, a stocking cap yeah, on. Yeah, I saw that. She's, she's, she's not attached to... Uh, a, a sense of vanity, like a, a huge sense of vanity. She's still herself, her which, rate, which is really fucking awesome. Her rate has definitely tripled. Well, her rate doubled um, when she was brought out on stage by Drake. Drake yeah. And, mm. you know, I mean, just like she, I will tell you, I heard she's in the studio with Drake. Nice. I'm a so it's, it's, a, it's really interesting to see. And um, her follow up got to be crazy. So there's the rumor online that she's engaged to offset. So I was going to ask you. So we're standing backstage at the T Mobile Arena and we're getting ready to go out there. And I go, So people are saying that you're engaged to offset. She was like, Yep, they said a lot of things. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a yes or a no. But uh, I just told her, like, if you do, let us find out when you get married because, you know. She said that uh, she addressed it on the VMA's red carpet that they're not. No ring on their hands. Yeah, that they're not. But they're cute. There's a lot of people that don't wear rings, though. That's true. You yeah. Know. But no, I wish her well. You know, now all the haters, of course, are coming for her saying, oh, she's only performing that one song. That song is number three on the Hot 100 yep. right. list. So, like, she, if that's her hot track right now, that's the song of the summer. Let her live her motherfucking life. Um, Michael I'm, Jackson was performing Thriller 20 years after he motherfucking made it. Melissa. Fucking shut up. I, I talked to Mike Kaiser. Jesus. I talked to Mike Kaiser, the president of Atlantic Records, mm-hmm. and he said, and I quote, we gave her a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And if they put a lot of money behind her, clearly she has a lot more stuff coming. Yeah. But let her live. Let her write this song out. This song is still hot. Everywhere I, every time I go on Snapchat or Instagram, people are in the background dancing to or partying to this yeah. damn song, Bodak Yellow. I ain't gonna lie, Mary, turn that shit come on off. I got Adam. Nowhere I got beef with everybody. Well, can I ask a question? <laughs> what is a Bodak Yellow? I don't. It's not nothing. I just that's the. I think she was making fun of, reference to Kodak reference, Black. Yeah, and said not Bodak making Yellow, fun of him, but making but, a reference. Yeah. Or I, I don't know. And it's a dope. It's a dope title. Hmm. No, See, it is. I just wonder what the fuck it is. Yeah. I just you know when I start rapping it, I got to cut myself off at the bloody shoes because I don't because I don't wear heels. Yeah, but men wear red bottoms. Floyd has These red bottoms. These red, but I just <laughs> red bottoms are Louis Louis. Louis no, uh, Christian Louboutin. Christian Louboutin. Yeah, yeah. So you way. can have bloody shoes too. Got you. I make shmoney moves, bro. What's going on in the world, Melissa? Uh, okay, well, obviously, our thoughts and condolences, you know, are with the people of Texas, um, specifically Houston. Um, Hurricane Harvey has been catastrophic um and really the only blessing that we can find in this horrible situation is just the outpouring of love and support from Mm -hmm. people around the country and in other parts of the world Mm -hmm. um and uh you know it really shows that love conquers hate you know and that trump and his bigoted rhetoric is has got an expiration date um but he did however take the time um to visit texas not houston of course um which is you know, the most ravaged part of Texas, but to Corpus Christi. Um, and uh, then went on a rant about... Himself. Himself. <laughs> crowd size. Yeah. Blank fucking stare. Well, let me say... You, you know, know. Um, he made no gesture of sympathy towards the dead, the dying, the displaced, and actually congratulated the director of FEMA for his 15 minutes of fame. Like, you're becoming really famous over the last couple of days on TV. Listen, let me first start by echoing what you're saying (laughs) and saying that we want to give a special shout out to not only just the people in Houston that are surviving every day, but the regular people who are out there helping people and boats and and Mm -hmm. and really doing their part. Yeah, I think as part of humanity to to make sure that everybody is safe. I can't even imagine. I mean, I live in California. We live in California Mm -hmm. where we have earthquakes and people are deathly afraid of that. I Mm -hmm. would rather take a building shaking here and there Mm because it's not always going to in the way we see things happening mm-hmm, over there. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I can't even imagine one of my friend's uh, grandmother, she's in a wheelchair. <clears throat> can't get out. Her house was under 46 inches of water. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like you, uh, how do you, how does one recover from that? Like you lose your house, you lose your car, you lose everything in it, you lose your whole world. Uh, I mean, you can ask the people who, uh, 
you know, survived, d- survived, survived Hurricane Katrina, which mm-hmm. coincidentally happened they, and, almost to the no, day. No, it was, it was the day. It was the same yeah. day. And then they, they went over to Houston. Yeah. Right? A lot of those people migrated over to yes. Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Houston became kind of like, you know, like where everybody who had been basically displaced by Hurricane Katrina started, you know, setting up camp in Louis in, uh, in Houston. Yeah. I have uh, friends who, you know, did that. And now look, it's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's awful. But in the, um, in light of all this, Kevin Hart has basically put out a challenge to everybody, specifically his celebrity friends to match his donations. Um, and so far it's uh, like, what's the, price? 800 and like 800,000. Yeah, well, like well, Matt Barnes gave twenty five thousand. He charged. He he challenged Kevin Durant, a lot of his other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? The guy Green is it the market. What's the guy's name? Jim Mark Demarcus no, Green. Draymond Dray- 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 Green. Yeah. Draymond. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dray. I actually saw him in Vegas last week gambling at the table next to me. He's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. He he challenged all of them to to uh, donate twenty five thousand. Chris Brown gave a hundred thousand. Yeah. And uh, Kardashians five hundred. Yeah, and the one woman, uh, I, I need to know her name, Sandra Bullock gave a million. So, I yeah. mean, it's good that celebrities are actually using their money. Yeah, because uh, she lives in positive. Austin. Okay. I, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, she's originally from there, but she, or she does currently live there. That, yeah. That's, you know, like her main residence. So she gave like a million dollars. Um, J-Lo and A-Rod, they gave $25,000 each. It's really interesting when you're like, you know, kind of looking in the comments after you see, you know, like Hollywood Unlocked has posted you know, uh, celebrities that have um, donated yeah, yeah. money. And the really the first comments that you see are, really, J-Lo, you're worth $300 million and all you could give was 25000 It's just like, okay, yeah. well, hold on one second. How much did you give? Did you give a dollar? Right. Have right. you tried to contribute at all to the, the relief effort whatsoever? But that goes back to our last show where I was saying people online are fucking haters, right? Yeah. Everybody is hitting me up saying, is Floyd, is Floyd going to give $200 million? No, <laughs> listen. What? That's that man's money. You got your money. Everybody got their money. Mm-hmm. You do your part. For me, I don't have the money to just donate, so mm-hmm. I use my platform to share what's happening, where you can go and get help. Right. You know, as long as people are doing something to keep uh, awareness alive and information available to those who are suffering. You know, when I think of what's happening right now with leadership in this country and having somebody like Trump lead us through this crisis, just like we have Bush lead us through Katrina, mm-hmm. both of which I think were very disconnected from the purpose mm-hmm. of helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sad. Yeah. You know, because the whole world's looking at us like, y'all talking all this shit about North Korea and every other country, but you letting your people drown. Yeah. And die. And what's really crazy is like, you know, Trump wanted to go on, you know, this, this rant about, you know, bad hombres from like Mexico. Well, Mexico is literally on standby, you know, with relief efforts, mm-hmm. with food, with water, and with physical support, literally trying to help the people that have been most affected and... Not not one single comment from the Trump administration well, speak, whatsoever. Well, speaking of Mexico, there's uh, the word is out now that that the budget for paying for that wall is not going to get approved. It shouldn't. Duh. I know, but the fact that he ran yeah. on a campaign telling people he was going to build the wall, yeah. to then turn around and not get the fu- and then turn around and try to make us pay for it, then yeah. it's just crazy to me. But I'm glad that it's not happening. He needs to call his oil buddies around the world, and they need to pay for that motherfucker. Exactly. Well, shit. Or just not put up a fucking wall. I don't think we need it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's ridiculous. And for all you Trump supporters, now that you're not going to get your wall, one of the mainstays of his campaign promises, are you still that enamored with him? Like, Trump supporters are, they've dug their heels in. They refuse. It's like, Steve, Bant, anybody that leaves the camp, whether it's they're forced out or they leave voluntarily, well, you are the enemy anyways. Mm-hmm. It's just about Trump. It's crazy. Like, because when Steve Bannon, you know, resigned, left, whatever the case was. People were, like, freaking out. It was all over the news. I was like, they're still on the phone with each other. Well, the crazy part about what's happening in this country, too, is that racism really has surfaced. I mean, like, the Ku Klux Klan and all these racist groups, the Nazis, neo-Nazis or whatever, these hate groups, you know that they're out there, right? And, you know, racism in our country, it hides itself in in credit. Mm -hmm. It hides itself in uh, employment Mm -hmm. and education, Mm -hmm. right? But the fact that we have a president that says that he's now going to push for legislation to support uh, uh, affirmative action for white people. Mm. It's crazy. Well, how about this? Because is- people don't understand the history between be, be, uh, about uh, HBCUs, historically black, mm-hmm. black colleges and universities, is because slaves, it was like illegal to teach a slave how to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And black people historically have not been 
allowed to become educated, haven't had the resources, haven't mm-hmm. had the financial support, or just haven't had the access. Yeah, so they so, had to create, so their, had to create own their own system, system. of education. Yeah. yeah, they had to create their own system. And so mm-hmm. to now say that, well, that's racist, we're going to create opportunities for white people, that's what the fuck this system was created for because right. they had all the opportunities. So it's interesting to see that this administration with Jeff Sessions, who Dr. King's wife, Coretta Scott King, said do not allow him to become appointed into any position of power or yeah. influence because of his racist views toward and actions towards mm-hmm. people of color. To see how they've orchestrated this racist administration and have gone so far right that is just evident that they clearly are trying to do a racial cleansing in this country. Well, he just pardoned, you know, uh, Sheriff Joe um, Arpaio, you know, and he like that and he hid behind Hurricane Harvey and the fact that the media and everybody was just, you know, everybody was in preparation for it. And, you know, everybody, scientists were like wringing their hands that it was going to be as catastrophic as it's proven to be. And he pardoned this guy, this sheriff who was known to specifically target the Hispanic community. It's, it's mind blowing. A lot of people in the law enforcement uh, community have literally spoken out and slammed Trump for his decision. And he basically told DOJ, fuck you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pardon him. And that's the bottom line. So for everybody that's listening, the thing that I think, you know, sometimes we feel helpless because either it's not directly affecting us. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they dealing with the Mexicans? They ain't going to do this. They start with the Mexicans because, and I'll just keep 1,000. Mexicans are weaker I think in my... And great workers. Wait, they're weaker than black people in terms of burning shit down, shooting, killing, looting. Mexicans ain't just going to do that. Niggas is going to do it. Mm. I mean, that's what my experience of looking at the race riots here in LA, looking at what we've done in the Bay Area. And I feel like even though they unify more, they'll march and they'll Mm -hmm. do all those type of things. Mm -hmm. Niggas will go, they'll go a little ape shit crazy. Mm. I feel like if you don't look at what they're doing to Mexicans, if you don't look at what they're doing to black people as a general, as a, just a general strategic move of racially cleansing our country, don't think that it ain't going to show up at your front door. Right. You know, I look at the, the people that listen to the show, you know, yeah, you comment, we have a lot of coonery and a lot of crazy shit going on, but you know, there are times like these where we have to talk about real issues mm. because you should not be living in this country, the, 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 the country that's the leader of the free world in terms of our president and whatever, and have mm-hmm. leadership that instills fear in you from just getting a basic traffic stop. Right. Just a tra- just basic traffic stop because you could get killed for being Don't black. Know what's gonna right. happen. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it, what we live in today. A lot of people that voted for Trump, they definitely got to lay in that bed now. And a lot of them are regretting their decision. A lot yeah. of them. So. Well, and they hate on, and they, just, to, just shout out to the Mexicans, because I'm going to tell you right now, the Mexican community in our country, I think is probably the most, you know, I think they get it a lot harder than black people do mm-hmm. in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of um, the workforce that's made up of the Latino community is, I think, serving a great need in this country. There's mm-hmm. things that we won't do or other people won't do mm-hmm. that a lot of immigrants have stepped up to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like to say that we're going to totally get rid of Mexicans by building this wall. And then, you know, any immigrant that comes from any of these banned countries now can't come... I just don't know where, well, I I don't not, know where we're going. Because I look forward to that that fruit guy outside my house every week. I won't know what I would do without him. You so. should lay off the fruit. Just saying, just fruit. a little bit. And, Why, and the and the meat. I thought fruit was good for you. Uh, oh, it's basically like cake and cookies. Oh shit, my yeah. bad. Lord made it. Thought it was good. You know what? Eat pineapple <laughs> after your meals. It's got a digestive enzyme in it, so you can justify it. <laughs> so know? what else is going on in the world? Shout to Houston. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, speaking of racism, uh, Colin Kaepernick is still without a Tony. team. At this point, I don't believe I don't I don't think he really even wants Cares. to play at yeah, this point, you know, but there was a massive protest happening in New York City. Um, you know, basically fans and supporters basically saying to the NFL, we're going to boycott the season NFL. if mm-hmm. you do not find a home for Colin Kaepernick. You know, because it's just amazing like that his silent protest is seen as something just like so. so crazy. Yeah, exactly. This is just so offensive. But yet we've got the KKK and white supremacists walking through the street in the Donald Trump, uh, you know, uniform of the white polo and the khaki pants. Well, what was interesting about tiki it all, torches. what was interesting about it all is that Donald Trump spoke out against Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm. Didn't he? I believe he did. Mm. I believe he I believe he spoke out about it. If he didn't. Well, let's just back up. Say he didn't. I thought he did, but maybe he didn't. Mm. As much criticism as Colin Kaepernick took for silently protesting 
the national anthem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Trump getting up and saying that there was good people in both the KKK and the people fighting the KKK mm-hmm. shows you if you're not just if you ain't woke, you need to wake the fuck up mm-hmm. because that shows you that, you know, the one thing that Floyd always says about being a self-made boxer, owning his own mm-hmm. shit, being mm-hmm. the promoter is that he doesn't he, he doesn't answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. And these basketball players get traded like slaves. Mm-hmm. These football players are now being controlled like slaves. And mm-hmm. they're saying there was an image that went out that basically said that um, the owners have colluded to mm-hmm. control their slaves. Right. If anybody takes a knee doing the national anthem, they will have repercussions. But now you, but now you have white football players taking the knee too. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a black or white thing in terms of standing up for what's right. It's a mm-hmm. right or wrong thing. You're either on one side or the other. So I commend Colin Kaepernick. I wish we could interview him. We should probably try to reach out to him. Did yeah. you, did people stand doing the um, Star Spangled Banner at the fight? What did you do? Yeah, I stood. I mean, yeah, I stood. Actually, I was walking to my seat, so I was already standing. <laughs> right. Because I um, I helped Demi Lovato get there, so the fact that she performed, I wanted to see her. I'd... Shout out to Demi Lovato. She, Damn, she looked good. She looked she good. Looked she sounded good. Great too. She sounded great. I said, Demi, a, I said, Demi, all you needed stage. was a fan, a Beyonce fan, Yes, and you would have been angelic. Them, them arms, she had them little things hanging down. Yeah. You'd, have been, you'd have been flying in that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but she, she had her laughed. hair slicked back, so it would have, you know, the effect would have been lost. She, she looked really good had a wind machine but she looked amazing she sounded fantastic and that was probably one of the biggest stages you know uh, no shade but i mean that was what like a hundred million people watching or something like that it was some crazy ass shit so shout out to demi lovato um but i mean colin kaepernick i mean you gotta call a space some people are like oh it's because he's not a good enough quarterback that's bullshit aaron Rodgers literally went on record to say no it's because of his protesting Mm -hmm. that he is not on the roster and the fact of the matter is that there is a lot of athletes that are following suit, that are taking the knee and following, you know, his line of protesting, silent protesting. And what are you, what is what's the league going to do? Like fine all of them? But the fact that they're fire saying fire all of them. The fact that they're saying that it's un-American to kneel in pro, a silent protest racism in our country yeah. is is un-American. It's not un-American to use your platform to say, nah, son, Freedom I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and say that, you know, whatever the national anthem says and believe in it because this country's fucked up. Yeah. When I grew up in school, I never did the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. I never stood up for that. Because right. I just, when I realized I was a young black man, even though people treated me like I was Mexican, they still treated me like I wasn't white. <laughs> you know, they was like that little Mexican, you know. Mm. But what I learned early on in school was, you know, how we were treated like second class citizens. So mm. for me, I would never stand up and say, I pledge of allegiance, you know? No flag. No yeah, because I just didn't believe in it. You know what, I used to always stand, but I, I didn't know what it meant then. I just was reciting the words. But now knowing what those words mean, well, liberty and justice, justice for, for all, all. you can't say that yeah. in this country right no, now. No, you can't. At all. No, you can't. You so, can't at all. That's what he's protesting, that it's, that is Liberty bullshit. and justice. Well, give that man a job back. I'm going to tell you what Colin Kaepernick needs to do. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, what he should do is call me and let me help him put a fund together and raise money to raise awareness. He has the relationship with the athletes to get involved. I kind of think that that's what he's doing. Um, I mean, like, I do know that he's, you know, really involved in philanthropic activities. He's give it, you know, back to school. He's, you know, buying personal like, shoes. Yeah, he's yeah. giving away like, you know, backpacks and, you know, school supplies to, you know, uh, disenfranchised kids and whatnot. Um, so I'm pretty sure that he is, you know, if he hasn't already, he's, you know, kind of sowing the seeds of you know, starting his own uh, philanthropic organization. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Well, so, you know, speaking of, you know, Trump and this, you know, whole thing, um, Kathy Griffith, you remember when she held up a Donald Trump severed mm-hmm, head mm-hmm. and how she was skewered for it and lost she had to everything. apologize and mm-hmm. she lost a bunch of gigs? Well, she's taking back her apology. <laughs> I saw that. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm talking about, She's Kathy. taking back her apology and she says that in light of the way that he's handled this catastrophe and just, you know, shown that he is ill-equipped for the job. I take back my apology. Fuck that motherfucker. Fuck him. Is that what she said? I'm paraphrasing. Well, listen. (laughs) It's Kathy Griffith. She probably said those exact words. The reason why she apologized for doing it in the first place is because the Hollywood community probably said, nah, you went too far. She probably got that call from her agent. Ah, we ain't gonna be able to book you. Yeah. Yeah. And she started losing jobs. But you know what? 
CNN fired her. Yeah, she also said that Anderson Cooper and her are no longer friends. Oh, God. Mm. Anderson Cooper, let me find out you're a Trump supporter. No, he's not. No, it's okay. not that. It's no, just, he not. is CNN. Like, yeah. he, can't, he can't support. Well, I think the issue was that she got fired from the New Year's Eve job that she did with him, and he didn't stand up for her. Mm-hmm. But it's not his role. Like, I, you know, it, you know, we may be a little different. You know, if I go out there and cut, get a Trump head cut off or whatever, and I lose my little job at Dash, hopefully y'all will stand up for me. <laughs> I'll anyway. talk to Ski. All right, what else is going on? Uh, well, okay. Well, we're hoping that everything is okay with Tweet. Yes. Um, she, you know, her family and friends have been sending out um, Instagram posts and Twitter posts basically saying pray for her because blood clots were found in her so um, what lungs is and that? her arm. Tell me what a blood clot. That's blood clots pretty much what Heavy D died from. So here's a, here's an example yeah. as to how you can get them. Um, you can be, let's just say you're sitting on a plane and it's, uh, it's, it's it, yeah, it's an extremely long flight and you don't get up. You don't get any circulation going. You know, you can develop blood clots in your legs. And the reason why that's serious is because they can travel through your bloodstream and, you know. But can't you go and get massages, re- regular massages? Well, I mean, to- it, it, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they can be, they can travel at a, you know, a faster rate of speed of which you before you can even know that they're even there. Mm. How and do then, you find them? Uh, You'll know. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like... Something uh, that would make you go to the hospital. Yeah, I feel like it's like a, a, there's like um, numbness and pain associated with, mm. you know, the, b- with their discovery, yeah. which is why people even end up going in the hospital. Damn. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, you that's know, it was, it was serious enough that people were like... Publicly know. asking for them to pray, but do you think, yeah. do you think it's to the point to where something bad's going to happen? No, I, I hope not, but... Two, two blood clots in your lung? That's not good. Because I just saw her at the um, Essence Festival, and she looked real healthy. Well, yeah. things happen. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I remember reading somewhere some guy had got some new video game and played this game like for 15 hours straight, mm. got up and just died. I feel like Nini said something about uh, suffering from like blood clots in her legs or something like that. It just happens from being overweight you know, sometimes. No, no, being, no? she Nini's not overweight. Poor circulation. Uh, yeah, poor circulation due to be sitting in a prone position for a long amount of time and not getting circulation. That's why it's important when you are on a plane for a long time get to up get up, walk, walk around. around a little bit. God, drink I'm just a, thinking of my last flight to London. I didn't get up at all. Drink That's a lot what, of water. Ten hours, right? Yeah, London 11, is a, yeah. Yeah, you should get up next time. And last time I flew back from London, I slept the whole... I mean, I was, like, laid out yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, well, you should definitely get okay. up and walk Yeah. Away. Well, it's looking like she's going to be all right, but, you know, it was enough that... Prayer, prayers for tweet. Yes. Prayers for tweets. Yeah. What else is going on? Um. Okay, well, Michael Jackson's birthday happened... Um, long live the king. Happy yes, long, birthday, yeah. Mike. Yeah. There you was, know I'm excited. Yeah, well, you know, there's tributes all over the place. I just, you know, his birthday rolls around, there's tributes all over the place, and it just makes you miss him just so much more. I have a story to tell. I go do too. Of course you do. Do you really? Yeah. Tell you, you go first. <laughs> oh, well, you know, with me being from Gary, Indiana, I'm a proud, proud resident. Who's your man? Born and raised 10 minutes away from his house. I remember the first time I met Michael, 2003, Gary, Indiana, Railcat Stadium. I was dancing with my cousin Chester Gregory, who does this amazing Jackie Wilson imperson- impersonation. And uh, Michael loves Jackie. Mm-hmm. So I was dancing for him. And uh, I remember Mike, I, I used to always be like, why the, fuck, why, the, why the hell people pass out when they see Mike? Like, what is this, Mike? I remember uh, performing and coming down and Mike had this umbrella and he's tall. I was like, that's a little tall. Mm. I was probably about 17, 18. And um, he shook my hand and he said, amazing job. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, <laughs> I felt this electricity go through my body and like I, 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 I now, from that moment on, I see why people get like that. He had this gentle voice, hands were soft. He was so nice, and I was the first time and only time I met Michael Jackson. A lot of people can't say they met Michael, so that would be the memory I would have for the rest of my life when I met Michael Jackson. Amazing job. Is that what you said? <laughs> Amazing job. I think I told my Michael story, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I but think here, so. I mean, some people didn't hear it. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna go. But basically, I talked to Michael when I was a kid. I was in a gr- <laughs> I was uh, coming out the group home. Um, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, Michael Michael was just a cool dude. I wish he was still here because honestly, even though he wasn't as influential in music when he died, he still was influential for music because he was here. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Makes Cause perfect the, sense. Because all the other artists really like continue to push their game to be as great as Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that he's gone. Him and Prince, just all the greats, Whitney yeah. Houston. 
But uh, anyway, shout out to Mike. Happy birthday. Yeah. You ever met Michael? I did not. No, I didn't get a chance to meet Mike. Damn. I oh. thank God I got Let's not start me. crying on the radio. Next topic, please. <laughs> hey, okay. Well, no. So we were talking about Floyd's fight because it's going to be something that people talk about for a long time. And um, I, we were discussing how, you know, it completely overshadowed the Triple G and Canelo fight. Like, do you guys know that there's actually going to be another boxing match? One of Floyd's like- boxers told me about it. Yeah, it, th- that's how little people are talking about it because Floyd's fight with McGregor overshadowed that. Like HBO is fucking gagging right now. <laughs> First of all, because they could have kept Floyd if they wanted to, if they'd given him what he want, what he asked for. I think like twenty years ago, then it probably would have gone, a, you know, helped the relationship. But no. So Floyd walks up to me at Girl Collection. He goes, hey, I got to show you something. I said, What's up? And he opens his bag and he has two one hundred million dollar checks in it. I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> so disgusting. Two, one. Actually, it, should be, it was another check he didn't. Or was that the second check? I don't even know, but it was two one hundred dollar check, two one hundred million dollar <laughs> checks. And I said to him, "You're a fucking bank robber." Mm. You know, you're just like yeah. That's the whole bank. You know, and he said it. He said, uh, "What did he say?" He uh, at his press conference, he said that you know people are talking this. Uh, this is all about the money. Yeah, he retired, but they offered him three hundred fifty million dollars for thirty six minutes. Why wouldn't you do it? Damn. Yeah. You think he would come back for a bigger bag? Another fight? Listen, I didn't think he would come back after Pacquiao, so I'm not going to say yet. He says and swears this is the last one. But if somebody comes and says, we'll give you $500 million to go fight in Dubai, I don't see Floyd saying, nah, son, I'm done. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I'll get in the ring. Shit. Shit, I'll get in the ring. I'll be a ring girl. Hey. I will walk around with those goddamn placards like, yes, <laughs> in a song. Just give me $100 million for that. Okay, what else is going on? Ass is worth a hundred million. Yes, it is. Um, okay, but what did you, did you hear? You heard De La Hoya was talking about that was a fake fight. Yeah, he said he's it was a fraud. salty right he's now. He's mad. He's mad. Yeah, yeah. Because the Canelo Triple G fight is his fight, which is going to be a good fight, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, but, watching it. Except us. All right. Well, you know, whatever. Um, okay. So Jason Mitchell was having some problems on a flight. Who's Jason? Jason, Jason Mitchell, Mitchell played Easy E on Straight Out of Compton. Mm-hmm. He's actually getting a lot of work because he was also in this movie Kong, Kong. Skull Island that I saw on a, on the plane to Vegas. Oh. Um, and then he was also in Detroit. Um, yep. Have you seen that? Yeah, no, I haven't seen. Have you yet. seen that? No. He was in Keanu. He's doing. He's gonna do a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Detroit is a movie that um, I couldn't go see Detroit. Now Lance, Lance is in there, right? No, Laz, 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 Alonso. Laz. Yeah, plays the mayor of Detroit yeah. during the nineteen sixty seven. I saw him riots. promoting it. I mentioned. I chatted with him on Snapchat a little bit about it. I just, I just can't go to anything that's gonna make my energy negative. But and that's I the, feel like that, that show's gonna drain me. No, but that's the thing is because you can turn on the news and you've got Detroit happening mm. all over again. That's deep. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's it's art. It's life and art, art imitating reality, rea- reality mm-hmm. right now. So it's just like we can turn on the news and we can see, you know, fucking race riots happening right, like on our TV yeah. currently. Well, so a lot of people think like that because the movie tanked and I hate that it tanked. Well, because I think that that was the reason. Yeah. You know, Catherine Bigelow directed the movie. She's the one who directed The Hurt Locker and um, Zero Dark Thirty. She got Best Director uh, Oscar for... Hurt Locker. She's really, really dope. And the cast was really fantastic cast. But the story right now in the summertime, who wants to go see a movie about race riots in the dead heat of summer? When I went to the when movie, it's happening outside our door right now. When, Every day. When I went Shit. to the movie theater to see a movie, I didn't know what to see. So I was like, what should I see? The guy behind the counter said, if you see Detroit, you're going to be angry. Yeah. He said, I watched it at the end of my shift and I had to walk home. Yeah. Because I was so mad. Was he white or black? He was Mexican. I went to... No, he was serious as fuck. He said, I had to walk home. I was so affected by the movie. I said, girls trip. I went to to the screening of it and I'm sitting next to, you know, my friend um, and I'm like, okay, so there's cocktail hour after this, food and, and drinks and what. I was like, so we're just supposed to go mingle with white people after this <laughs> and just drink wine and clink glasses. So did they shoot, shoot like all that? the people in the house? It's Don't a, give it away. I haven't seen it. No, I, no, no, no. It's you can read up on it. You know what I mean? Basically, three black men died when the police walked into this house and uh, because they'd heard they would thought that a gun had been shot towards 
some cops and some national guardsmen. So they found the house that they thought that the shots had come from. And there was a lot of, you know, it was like a hotel, the uh, Hotel Algiers or Algiers Hotel Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so when they get to this particular part of the hotel, they found two white girls in a hotel room with a couple of black dudes. Um, One of them's played by Anthony Mackie and I can't remember who the other one was. Jacob Lattimore? Yeah, I think so. Um, And so um, they basically line them all up. These two white girls really began to understand what it's like to be a black person because they were abused in the same fashion that these black men were simply because they were considered nigga lovers Mm -hmm. by the cops. Mm -hmm. And these cops ended up playing like Russian roulette with these boys' lives. And three of them ended up dying. And these cops... And playing the real game, Russian roulette? it, It was more like... In order to, as, as a scare tactic. So one of them, you know, was roughing up, you know, one of the black dudes against the wall. And then he took him into a separate room and he made it seem like he'd shot him, you know, you know, pulled the trigger and everything. But he whispered in his ear, he was like, don't move. So he didn't move. So he, so he came out and he was like, yeah, he's dead. And so then the other. But did he shoot him? No. So then another cop did the same thing. But the third cop didn't get the memo that it was just a scare tactic for every one of them on the wall and actually blew one of their brains out. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, Listen, I'm not seeing no shit like that because I just got mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's graphic. And I'm at the radio station. <laughs> it's graphic and it's ugly. And it's uh, actually dude who played Ralph Tresvent in the BET uh, Algae. New movie. Algae. Yeah. He was, he's a star. Yeah. He is a star. Is it? Al, do you want to come up on the show? Wait, speaking of that, speaking of the BET, uh, the uh, the new edition movie, the new edition movie. <laughs> yeah. I went to Keith Power's birthday party. How at the studio? How was that? It was downtown at some like cl- outdoor club, and mm. they had a club. It was not. It was fun, but I really felt old. Those I was people, gonna say it was all teenagers. <laughs> what? Why I didn't. Go. I was like, I low key was sitting at the bar with my team, like. Yeah, we ain't gonna be here that long. Yeah. yeah. Him and Leon's birthday. I got my pictures and got about it. <laughs>